Tonight on Rogue Podrum, meet cute in a maximum security holding cell, Yuzum, a species that Twitter could not handle today. <laughs> it's a levitation party and just a couple of small explosions. This is Rogue Leader. All wings report in. Rogue Six standing by. Rogue Seven standing by. Rogue Nine standing by. Rogue Three standing by. Listeners, welcome to season 26, mission two. Nope, it's mission three, isn't it? Um, it is, yeah. Oops. <laughs> is it? Is it episode 199? No, that I did update. Okay, episode 198 <laughs> of Rogue Padron. Yay! Tonight, we are still splintering in the mind's eye and mm. we're going to be talking <laughs> what a horrible this. mental image yeah someone should, someone uh, put that in their uh, dating profile under hobbies i will absolutely. splintering the mind's splintering the I mind's just eye fucking yeah. splintering of the mind's eye yeah <laughs> splintering anyone it, who understands on the it, reference around it anyone who understands the be- reference is an instant no yeah <laughs> <laughs> Like they'd be like Felix on Twincest and like the DMs would be like absolutely. I feel like it's I feel I feel like it's the other way around though. Like if they know what it is, it's an immediate no. Oh yeah. Yeah, If they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're like, I will talk to you further. (laughs) Good, you don't know. You're not a Star War. (laughs) But before we jump into today's chapters, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Here's a quick reminder of your hosts. If Danny, Rogue Six, was a food that I became allergic to, either because I got COVID a couple times or just because of old age, they'd be carrots because they're really versatile and, like, I think they're really complementary to, like, any kind of food. Aww. You're versatile. Like, in a taste sort of way? Like, you are the carrots. Like... I don't... (laughs) Uh, there's no answer I can provide you that won't lead us down a hole we should not yeah. That's what she said. Staff <laughs> Rogue Seven would be cherries because they're my favorite and they just, it makes me cry that I can't like be near them anymore. Oh, I'm so sorry. Cherries are, you know what? Cherries fucking do... slap. I'm so sorry. I know. Cherries do slap, and I'm sorry. I'm and so I also do cry that, for you. That I also do cry that I, I'm not near you. Heath Rogue Three would be bananas because they make the best obvious really dumb dick jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yup, that's me. <laughs> Ash Rogue Nine would be fresh parsley because it's like surprisingly in so many different things. <laughs> and you just 
until you bring it up it's like oh wait there's parsley here it's like oh ash knows about that i'm like how (laughs) how many hobbies do you have (laughs) too many (laughs) all of them every all of the hobbies i collect them like pokemon which is another one of my hobbies (laughs) (laughs) and i'm meg rogue leader and i would be peaches because i got juicy behind Because you know Meg, the peach emoji means butt. Yeah. Have you listened? Have you listened to the peach song from the Mario movie? You know I have. Okay, that's all I needed to know. It's excellent. It's an excellent song. Speaking of a juicy behind, I have a couple questions about. I have a question about. Is that a couple yes. questions? Yes. What gonna, are we talking about? Oh God, about? we have a juicy behind. I have a series I, of questions not, related to I'm the not juicy behind put, of Star Wars. I'm not gonna put this person on blast. Um, but I was having a conversation with a friend. In which we were talking about how people want to fuck Kit Fisto, and we were both we're both asexual. And I was like, "No, that's a thing. That's a thing that people want to do." And they didn't believe me. <laughs> so who's like your, uh, you know, you know those tweets that's like, "Okay, listen," you know, like with the person, like what's like, "Okay, listen, hold up for a sec, listen uh, about Star Wars." Like, what's your surprising? You want to sleep with them in Star Wars, or like cuddle a little bit if that's more your vibe. Like, what's your surprising Star Wars character? A surprisingly attractive Star Wars character that people would think is surprising due to their tastes or to my tastes. I think like it's more like what would horrify a normie kind of thing. Oh, okay, because like my tastes, they'd be I'd be like just some random guy, and they'd be like, "That's <laughs> weird." <laughs> some random guy, not a father. Yeah, uh, not a father. Not doesn't have tentacles. Like, what the fuck is happening? Like, what the so, hell is going uh, on he's there? He's white. He's <laughs> white. I don't Who's know. the guy from the X Wing books? There's the uh, corset donaire. No. Uh, um, the, the uh, you mean the, broke broke Vessery? Broke Vessery. Yeah. He is the probably the weirdest choice. He breaks uh, the mold. He does break the mold. Um, so that's my weird. <laughs> I think that's mine is. Uh, I think mine is soaring peas just morally. Yeah. 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 Like Sword that is. Everyone would be like, "What the fuck about him?" <laughs> and yeah. Also, Kairos, obviously, but I wouldn't want to like. I just want to hold her hand, but like, yeah. with with the with the cloaks a lot, obviously. Like, I respect her. Yeah. I'm trying to find what the actual name of this alien was. Hang on. Um, I'm so well, excited. I think. Well, the thing is, is that when some, when like it was Star Wars Celebration Europe and they were doing announcements and they announced like New Jedi Order, um, I just did a series of tweets about how they need to make the Yuzhan Vong like more weird and like Mm. more horrific. And I started talking about what if I make Yuzhan Vong erotica and everyone was really down with it. You should do it, (laughs) frankly. I agree. Um, because the first time I saw the Vong after hearing them described so many times, I was like, "That that that's what they look like? Like, that's boring. They're, I thought they were going to look way yeah, more like bugs. Their, their picture description does not match, like, the way that they are described in such, like, grotesque detail. <laughs> yeah, I was like, they're fucked up bugs. And they just look kind of like fucked up people. <laughs> yeah, they're like fucked up bug crabs. Like, it's weird. Okay. Fuck a mist, I was... Okay. Her name her name is Queen Julia. She's Jar Jar's girlfriend from the Clone oh Wars. Oh yeah. <laughs> ah yes, I love her. <laughs> he looks like a duck. A little bit. 
let's not examine that any deeper. Uh, no, that's fine. As long as we don't examine the sword case thing any deeper as well. Let's just have that. We spent so many episodes examining the sword case. Not with me. Not with me. And I don't want to examine that further. <laughs> Hungan like a Gungan. Um, I think Queen Julia is very cool, though. So I'm not ace. Uh, and I think it's very telling that the three ace folks are the ones who are the most engaged in this conversation on this podcast. But that's that's uh, we'll examine that some other time. Um, but I'm also not deep, like it doesn't make deep, me uncomfortable to talk about. It. There's yeah. a deep there's a deep history of of asexuality and queerness in not saying you're not queer. I'm just saying there's a deep, there's a deep history in asexuality and queerness in monster fucking. Yes, oh, it is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I for the metaphorical monster. What does that say about me? unconventional unconconventional relationship dynamics you know so on and so forth the same and whatever the fuck that's got going on right I'm, sorry. I'm a literary freak I'm sorry what the fuck I'm is this sorry. <laughs> I didn't know that general died why is he oh. also why is he a force ghost <laughs> No, he died. For the for the listeners, I found fan art of Jar Jar and Julia getting married. Mace Windu is officiating the wedding, and he died before Mace Windu. Did. Force goes to Captain Tarples. Force, Force goes to Captain Tarples is there as Jar Jar's best man, I guess. I guess a, like a witness is a Force ghost. I mean, this just adds to the Jar Jar as a secret Sith Lord theory. I don't remember his body. I think he dies in the Clone Wars. Oh, that'd be why I wouldn't know. Yeah. Wow, rip. Rip to a real one. <laughs> F in the chat for Captain Dimple. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm chaotic. This is, a, this is now a memorial episode for him. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is dedicated around. to... Everyone go around the circle. <laughs> to a eulogy for Captain Tarples. <laughs> Number one, the name is very cute. Tarples is very cute. F in the chat for Captain Tarples. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say size noodles. Yeah, yeah. I kind of wonder what I kind of wonder what her butt looks like. You know, probably wow, probably nice. I don't think she has one. I imagine it's kind of like a like not. Do, do you want me to find fan art? Because I'm sure no, I can. No. Oh god, good like point. not in the traditional sense. I, think. I imagine it's like a rain frog's butt, just like a little a little cleft. You know, you know, a rain frog's butt. I think I do. I'm not going to Google that though. I typed size size noodles rule thirty four, thinking it couldn't possibly be that bad. Horrifying! Don't do Ash, that. Ash. It's Rule 34 for I, a reason. I'm a changed man and I'll never be the same. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what that math do? A lot, apparently. <laughs> we already talked about this. Where if Sai Studo was singing WAP, like how big someone would have to be to hit that dangly thing at the back of her throat. Oh my god, that's I forgot about that. I regret I'm just gonna, asking this question, but I regret nothing. I, I I'm yeah, this is your fault, Ash. <laughs> I regret nothing. I'm not sorry. Um, has everyone answered? <laughs> yeah, I think okay. so. Let's move on to <laughs> the chapters <laughs> for this week. Um <laughs> which 
are a little less horny than what just happened, I think. Thank oh thank God, honestly. I don't think I could handle I don't think I could handle more hornies than this and this. Uh, chapter five, when we last left our heroes, we and they were feeling a little shook by the revelation that Captain Supervisor Grammel knew about the crystal somehow. And can we just talk about the title Captain Supervisor for a second? Can he just pick a lane? Like, why no. do you need, why do you need both hot. titles? Yeah, like just, just pick one. Just pick one. You know, it's actually supposed to be Captain to hierarchy. the Supervisor, but he self-identifies as uh, Captain Supervisor. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's just trying to show that he has two roles at once. He's the captain of whatever the guard, I don't know, the military. But he's also the supervisor for the miners. Um he could have picked a cooler guy, pick frankly. One. You gotta pick one. Yeah. That's uh, so definitely tell- some BS title they'd give you in the military though. Yeah. They yeah, do that all yeah. the time. <laughs> just make so- one up with hyphens. <laughs> Grammel tells them that they were spotted with a local person whose presence is barely tolerated by imperial law. Clearly, someone saw them at the restaurant they were at. Luke panics and thinks Grammel might be force-sensitive, but probes his mind and notes, quote, only the usual vapid vacuum associated with normal humans, which feels a little rude and elitist. What the fuck? (laughs) Luke is being radicalized so quickly. (laughs) <laughs> Luke has known about Luke the force be... for like two weeks. Like... <laughs> Luke's going to be an incel by the end of this book. Fuck, like, man. Uh, Luke. 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 <laughs> to try to get Luke to talk, Grimmel orders a stormtrooper to attack Leia, but she's able to kick him to the floor first and run toward runs toward the door, which is predictably locked and keyed to specific Imperials so she can't get out. Grimmel is about to just straight up hit her when luke decides to speak up again like so much violence towards leia it's like really yeah. uncomfortable it was really fucked up frankly uh the, the star wars movies i'm glad the star wars movies did not take that yeah uh so luke just straight up hands over the crystal shard he has to grandma which was a little surprising to me and grandma then has like a bunch of annoying questions about it. He's like so annoying when he gets it. <laughs> like, why is it glowing all the time? And Luke obviously does not know the answers to these questions. And it felt like he was with a toddler at that moment in time. Like, why is it glowing? What does it do? Like, I don't know. I don't know what it does. I just have can it I, in my possession. Much less. Can I eat it? Yeah. Um. Grandma says he's going to keep it and they can consider it their fine for the fight that they got in in the street. Why shouldn't I keep it? Grandma says they're being detained until he can verify whether they're telling the truth about being wanted criminals on Circus Puss. If he finds out they're lying, (laughs) Meg, every time. Every time. Block it out every time. I really, I really wish our listeners could see the cringe Meg makes every time I say circus pose. It's the grossest (laughs) word I've ever heard. And Yasm is in this book. (laughs) If he finds out they're lying, he will resort to indelicate methods of obtaining the truth, which sounds a little scary. He orders them off. Well, I mean, to the next... he did just like destroy someone's eye before, so yeah. Yes. Also, that was cool. yeah, he like literally gouged someone's eye out. <laughs> he orders them off to the maximum security holding pen, and a sergeant objects because the occupants of that cell are apparently dangerous and have already put three people in the infirmary. Yikes! 
Once Luke and Leia are led away, he presses a button to open a door and a small cloaked figure named Bot comes in. We don't really hear much else about Bot other than he's just like there and <laughs> nods from time to time and is wearing a cloak. What a useful character to have introduced. Yeah. But Bot is apparently the one who saw Luke and Leia in the restaurant. Grandma's, Grandma's like super stuck on how confident Luke and Leia seemed when they said they could get in contact with the rebels. It's like really raising his suspicions. So he decides to call <laughs> up his buddy, Governor Bin Asada. While they're Benzimus? chatting, he holds up the crystal, the little shard for Asada to see. And Asada is immediately pretty incredulous that a couple of petty thieves could steal something like that and then land on Circus Puss unnoticed. Asada has heard rumors about an important meeting that the underground leaders were preparing for and asks if the woman is dark-haired, fiery-tempered, fiery-tempered, and perhaps even a touch sarcastic. <laughs> I hate that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. It's uh, not good. No, it's not good at all. Grandma shows him visuals of Luke and Leia and Asada has a eureka moment. He immediately recognizes Leia and he orders that they not be harmed and says that Imperial authority will arrive to detain them. Sounds bad. Like, I should not have said all this mission because like literally five minutes in, they just gave the whole thing away. Yeah, yeah. like I'm sorry, yeah. but how fucking stupid are you to be like, we can get in contact with the rebels so easily. Yeah. So like, easy. why would you even say that? Why would you even and here's our mag- And here's our magic crystal. Make sure you get our picture yeah. to show to you everybody. You have to put it under the full moon. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. to charge it. Um, what the fuck yeah, are these people so doing? Things are not looking <laughs> great not for Luke. Leia should Leia. know better. Yeah, yeah. Leia's not, not allowed as, to have a brain. Leia, Leia, as written <laughs> by Alan Dean Foster, knows nothing. Apparently, she fucking she's got yeah, a vapid was... vacuum in there. <laughs> yeah, the vapid vacuum of a brain. Can I just say thank you, Claudia Gray, uh, and other <laughs> recent uh, writers of Leia who have made her smart and capable like she is. Thank fucking God. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, on we go to chapter six. Luke and Leia are having some fun ribbing the troopers, escorting them to their cell. They get to the cell and joke about how, oh, we were told there would be company here. And one of the troopers says, you will find out soon enough or it will find you, which sounds like a threat to me. <laughs> not not terribly um pleasant sounding as the troopers leave leia gasps and points at two big hairy mounds in the back of the cell <laughs> moving up and down i love that it hit us <laughs> both at the exact same time <laughs> sorry yeah yeah and of course right on cue they wake up they are yuzum which is a fun name for a creature. They're basically <laughs> giant Bigfoot-like creatures that look pretty menacing. They have, like, giant sharp teeth. They're just, like, they're fucking ripped. <laughs> they are ripped <laughs> they, as hell. This and... is honestly a good reason to have that monster fucker question in the beginning. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think 
Twitter could handle Yasm if they were like introduced to Star Wars today. Too many people would be way too horny on Maine for the Yuzzle. Yeah, and like the name itself is like a combination (laughs) of yum and jizz. jizz, So it's like, no, we don't need that. Uh, But I definitely music. I definitely, (laughs) (laughs) I I definitely, um, I think this shows my preferences uh, when you said uh two big hairy mounds i assumed that the yesm was like supine and it was just like the titties that were like going up and down with like the breathing they're real hairy yeah Yeah. i mean they're covered in fur they're literally covered in fur so yeah Yeah. (laughs) anyway um i do like heath included a picture uh, in the show notes, and I do like that, like a downed stormtrooper is kind of covering his junk in the photo. <laughs> yeah, it, it it lets your mind wander a little bit. <laughs> yeah, like why why you job like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Luke, despite Leia's protests, approaches them, which seems like insane behavior given <laughs> what they've been told about what's waiting in these cells <laughs> and what they look like. Despite Leia's protests is just the title of Luke's memoirs, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. truly. And like this oh, book God. specifically. Yeah. One of them picks Luke up as if he's about to like toss him around or throw him onto the ground, but he just kisses Luke's cheeks before putting him back down. <laughs> <laughs> kind of cute. Luke so explains. Yeah. Luke explains to Leia that he was able to talk to the Yuzum because of all of the studying he did back on Tatooine. So I guess this is one creature that he doesn't think is useless or boring. Like what sorry, creatures he was talking about. Yeah. He did he take like Yuzum as an elective in school? I guess so. Yeah. He, he didn't even like say anything to them. No. He just got like, kissed by them and was like, Oh, I now know their names and what they're yeah. He got a little kiss on the cheek, and then he's like, "Okay, we're we're boyfriends now." (laughs) I like a much better explanation would have been like he like felt through the force that they were nice and like through the force. Yeah, but it it was just like, yeah, I talked to them. Now Luke's a fucking (laughs) scholar. Apparently, I've never heard of him studying on Tatooine before. No, (laughs) not even a little bit. (laughs) Wait, doesn't know shit. Yeah. Is there like a massive Yism population on Tatooine? Is that what they're trying to tell us? <laughs> I they feel like they're not built for Tatooine. <laughs> they're really no, not. Too it's hot, very too warm. hot. It was too actually hot. the entire landscape of Tatooine was Yism. They were just all sitting very <laughs> it's still. Not, it's not the dune The dune sand <laughs> covered <laughs> hairy mouth. Beggars Canyon is just like piles of Yism. <laughs> they're just snoozing. What they begging for? <laughs> They want to see more of them hairy mouths. You know what they're begging for, Meg. I do know. (laughs) I'm not a furry. I'm a scaly, to be very clear. (laughs) I appreciate their body build, um, but that's too much hair for me. A lot of hair. hair. Imagine the molting season. Ugh. When they have to shed, like, their winter coat. Not good. No. Not good. Maybe that's how they survive on Tatooine. They just shed all of their fur. (laughs) Is it naked? Yes. <laughs> Just like a hairless cat. <laughs> ah. 
No. <laughs> I also am like horrified. We're like, and more giant, like those, the fur is more like those weird. Buff as hell, hairless cat. No, Maybe the, the fur is more, all their muscles like those... too. So no! they're just like the Muppet beaker underneath all that fur. No. Yeah, it's like you know those dogs that are mostly hairless but have like a little hair on the ears and around the neck yes. and face and yes. stuff. It's that. Yeah, they're the face of God. FYI, those I, I love those dogs. This is why I'm an atheist. <laughs> Can't argue with that. The Yuzum start stumbling around the cell and Leia notes that they're both very drunk. Yeah, they're in the holding tank. <laughs> yeah, should be fun. Their names are Hin and Key, which I guess is information Luke also got when he talked to them. Something, something's hinky going on. Luke also got their whole backstory <laughs> and relays it to Leia. What the then, fuck? The Force is just access to Wikipedia. Luke, the, the exposition Luke has done here is just one useful thing in this book, and it's this. And it's get kissed by Yuzum and know everything about them. <laughs> Maybe Key that's how the Yuzum been... communicate. When they kiss you, when it's they like kiss. they transfer information via oh, their so kiss. Oh, so it's like a Vulcan um, mind meld, but like yeah. kissing. Yeah, oh, that's cute. A Yazum kiss. Oh, huh. I like that. Let's make that the canon yeah. instead yeah, of. Let's do that. Yeah. Anything else? Hin and Key had been working for the Imperials operation, but started just breaking things when they got fed up, and they've been locked up ever since. Which <laughs> I respect that. Same. Rela- relatable. <laughs> relatable. <laughs> uh, regular cells in this prison won't hold them, which is why they're here in the maximum security area. It's the only place I, they could be. Kept. Why are okay. they drunk? How are they getting alcohol? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think I forgot to put this in the show notes, but later on, Luke also says that they, when they get drunk, it lasts for like a really long time. Nice. Like <laughs> they have hangovers that last for days. Oh, oh that's good so nice. Okay. Yeah, that was that was also relayed via kiss. <laughs> that is important information to know about your new friend, I guess. I love to relate how long they get drunk for. Kiss. What a fucking bizarre choice. This is the only good part of this book. Just the yazam. <laughs> the yazam. <laughs> yeah. Um, Luke says that one of them told him that it feels like this hangover is like someone has been taking a drill to his head for many days. Mm-hmm. And then Leia says she'd like to take a drill to Hala, which feels pretty excessive <laughs> about this woman they just met. Damn. Very yeah, of all people, like maybe, maybe the fucking supervi- captain supervisor. Um, but Luke says he can't fault her for running away at hints of imperial danger, which feels like a much more rational <laughs> reaction to what's happening with Hala right now. And now here comes our friend Grammel. Grammel with several stormtroopers. He lets them know that an Imperial representative is coming to question them personally, which sends Leia into deep distress. She is worried about being interrogated again like she was on the Death Star, which, fair. That was probably a pretty traumatic event, and Mm -hmm. thinking it might happen again is probably really distressing. And Grammel, at this point, simply, he, like, cannot take the mystery anymore he just like (laughs) he has like had it he really needs to know why the empire is interested in luke and leia 
why she has experience with interrogation and just like what these two are up to. And I, I love this quote so much. He's just, he's so desperate. I want everything I can get out of this. You hear me? You two will be my ticket off this lost world. I want off and I want the promotion Asada promised me. And I want more if I can get it. Wow. <laughs> Dude, you need to chill. I someone can't believe a... we met someone who's less chill than Krennic. Yeah. yeah. I would love to be in a negotiation with this guy, though. Yeah. I, and I want <laughs> more if, if it's okay. If I can, like, it'd be great to get more. Yeah. more I would please. love everything. That'd just be really nice because I've just been here for a really long time and I don't want to yeah. be here anymore. No, no worries if not, but just like yeah. if I could get more. Just, no worries if not. If it, if it works for you. <laughs> you know you budget. typed that in an email in the last 24 hours. I haven't. Yeah. I oh, haven't. Yeah. I don't work for the man anymore. <laughs> uh, so someone clearly has some trouble relinquishing control and would benefit from some therapy. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, this man could definitely go off some therapy. As Grandma is begging them to tell him who they are, <laughs> he reaches through the bars and grabs Grandma by the throat. Which, oh. okay, all right, we're going nice. for it. A, a stormtrooper shoots him. It was set for stun. Uh, Hin first checks on Key and then decides he wants to kill Grandma now, but can't get to him through the bars. Grandma turns to leave and Hin just spits on him as he walks away, which is a pettiness that I deeply approve of. Maybe their spit is poison. Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly thought like when I like as I was reading this and I saw this read the spit happening, I was like, oh, this dude's about to die probably. But no, it was just spit. He's just being he was just being a little shit, which I imaginative. Hin and Key roll and I fear that they will die. While they're eating the meal that was then slid into their cell for them, Hala shows up at the window. Why? <laughs> how? What is she how doing? Are just, how are you just walking up to the window of a maximum security imperial holding cell? There she is. Great timing. Like, super great timing. Not suspicious at all. <laughs> the Imperials yeah. just wanted to make sure that the facility received the proper amount of sunlight, so they put some nice big bay windows in. It's... Mm -hmm. That's yeah, what I care prisoners about for my maximum security prisoners. <laughs> Ooh, I mean, I guess the Empire is kinder to prisoners than the fucking real world is. He tells Luke that R2 and 3PO are fine and that she's there to get them out <laughs> because she They're still fine. needs... They're fine. They're fine. Everything's fine. Everything's just fine. Off to, they're just slightly off camera. <laughs> that's the three PO has never been fine a day in his life. So I that's the first clue that this is not correct. It's I, fine. <laughs> I imagine that scene in Toy Story where Woody's trying to convince the other toys to let him back <laughs> over to Andy's house, and he's like, he, he has buzzes. Oh, arm. that's why three PO has a red arm. <laughs> Force Awakens. R two ripped it off. <laughs> And Holla's like, no, I, they're fine. Oh, no. They're fine. <laughs> Look, 3PO's just waving. Uh, everything's fine. Yikes. Luke tells Holla that if she can get them out of the cell, Hin and Key will get them out of the building, which I guess is another thing that they communicated to him. <laughs> or he's a volunteer. <laughs> he might just be volunteering them. Yeah. This they is actually made out for 47 minutes. Should we just... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah a lot of information to share. Yeah. <laughs> 
Luke knows everything now. (laughs) Nice. Hala uses the force to lift up one of the food trays. She navigates it out of the cell and towards the control panel that controls the cell doors. At this point, it's like far enough away from her that she's struggling a bit and tells Luke she needs his help. And Obi-Wan's voice appears to Luke and tells him to not try so hard and to just relax. And I'm surprised Alec Guinness wasn't out of budget for this budget sequel. It's just I guess they could afford his voiceover. (laughs) I guess they could have hired someone else to sound like him. Yeah. Also, just the idea of telling Luke, hey, don't try so hard. Hey man, just relax. Luke is a Luke is a tryhard. Isn't that what Obi-Wan tells Luke in the X-Wing at the end of A New Hope? Like stop trying. Stop trying so hard. Just chill. Just do it. Just do it. Have you ever thought for maybe just a second, chilling the fuck out, maybe? Hey, hey Luke, get good. This book makes the force look incredibly lame. Yeah. yeah. These two fucking people struggling to get this tray. To get a tray. Across the room. Yeah. So to get <laughs> together they finally get the tray over to the control panel and open the cell. Paula gives them directions to a land speeder garage and maintenance yard where they can steal something for transport once they make it out of the building. The before this happens, and I forgot to put this in the show notes, I love this detail. Leia removes the tray and closes the cell again. And she's like, I want them to like wonder how we got out, which mm. I like, I love that detail so much. Wow. She um, gets to do one thing. Yeah. One smart thing. Exactly one. Thank God. The Yasm get right to work laying absolute waste to every <laughs> stormtrooper in sight. My favorite bit was him standing over three troopers he had already killed while using a droid to be another one to death. This That's sounds hot. like how I'm playing a uh, Jedi survivor, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, if you could use a stormtrooper as a battering ram, you would. You know? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Hin, of course, magically finds Luke's lightsaber on one of the stormtroopers. He kills and gives it back to him. And they run to the exit, leaving confusion and blood in equal amounts behind them. What the fuck? This this chapter and also the next one felt way more violent than anything else Star Wars has done. Like I mean, it's yeah. done with that Grammel thing and now it's just kept going. Like, what yeah. the fuck is going on? Alan Foster was like, okay, we're making this a slasher now. Yeah, but Hell also, yeah. that quote is badass. Like, if you do nothing else in your life, like, at the very least, leave a little confusion and blood in equal amounts behind you. Like, you've lived a successful life, I'd say. That's my plan. Also yeah. bones. <laughs> Not mine, but other people's bones. Other people. I mean, I don't plan on leaving any bones behind so the, the nuns can't get them. Oh, yeah. Yep, I was first, the priorities. The fish nuns. Like, the fish nuns. I was like, the nuns. Nuns. <laughs> I'm I'm And this I'm week's piece of New Zealand culture comes to us from... <laughs> <laughs> I have been watching a lot of religious horror movies lately. So I was like, like I live the fish nuns. I live my entire life just trying to make sure the nuns can't get my bones <laughs> after <laughs> the nuns are they just want my bones. I um so with this book, it's interesting that because Han Solo couldn't be in this, that he mm. went, Well, everyone loves Chewbacca, so I'll just put two Chewbacca's in this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's basically Except what they kiss. <laughs> Yeah. They kiss you now, yeah. Great, honestly. Except Luke can understand this one inexplicably. Yeah. Yeah. 
Chapter 7. Now, Grammel is on the scene with several troops on his heels. Mm-hmm. Our heroes are trying to figure out how best to actually get out of the building. They're debating tactics when Hin and Key just start rushing forward, firing their rifles willy-nilly, which I guess also works. Um, and I wanted to read this Imagine part. that they have this, imagine the scene with Hans, again, A New Hope, Han Solo rushing at the stormtroopers, but but stick a yuzum in there instead. Yeah, yeah. Stick Beautiful. a yuzum in it. Beautiful. Hin was on the first guard before he could raise his heavy weapon. It went off, blasting a gaping hole in the floor. Without bothering to remove the man's armor, Hin proceeded to dismember him. Yes. He kicked, he picked up the entire desk <laughs> and communications console and brought it down on the terrified trooper behind it. The other guard finally unlimbered his heavy weapon. He was taking aim on the nearest rampaging Yasm. Again, like super violent. How Very does- violent. Like, because yeah. dismemberment with, like, a lightsaber is like, okay, that sucks, but it's pretty clean. Dismemberment by a Yazum seems pretty messy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Luke finds some canisters attached <laughs> to the waist of one of the troopers and tests it on some doors they couldn't get to open. And sure enough, big explosion <laughs> when he died. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm so glad that Luke figured out what grenades are. Yeah. And now that he knows they work, Luke takes the rest of the canisters, activates them, and rolls them down the hallway toward where Grandma is before turning and running until he's outside. Three huge explosions rip the temple apart, and the entire entrance has collapsed, so no one will be following them anytime soon. Just a couple little explosions. (laughs) Just a couple little ones. How many canisters did he fucking throw? You're not going to hold on to a single grenade. You can't see how that might oh, yeah. be useful later. <laughs> he taught. He, ta- he tossed all of them. God, oh, he did. Um, Hala finds them. She's got R two and three PO with her. Luke is very excited to see them, and it's very sweet. Hala asks Luke what he did, and because there's still explosions happening in the back, I guess like these explosions triggered other explosions. Secondary. It's just yeah. like yeah. Um, and he says, I just tried to delay our pursuit a little while. I might have overdone it a little. <laughs> Oops. Well, whoopsie. Oopsie. She has already stolen a land speeder for them to use and started it with the help of R2. She's not a great driver. She's like <laughs> running into things, going way too fast. Um, <laughs> they, they stop to get their bearings and the Yuzum want to eat again. Like, keep in mind, it was like they were just eating in the cell before they escaped the cell. And now they're like, we're hungry again. I mean, they're big guys. They're big. They're trying really hard to offset the alcohol. They burned calories. They made. They did a lot of dismembering. Who among us has not ordered a pizza at 3 (laughs) a.m.? Oh, God. I mean. Yeah, but for them, it's 3 a.m. Apparently my neighbors did recently. Yeah, we've we've all been there. Yeah. Uh, Hala shows Luke a drawing that she and a neighbor. A native made together, showing them where they can find the crystal. She says it will be a week to ten days travel in their crawler to get there. Hala explains that they're looking for the temple of Pomo Gemma, a minor god who gave priests the ability to perform miraculous feats like healing the sick. She thinks the crystal is the basis for these stories about Pomo Gemma. The mm. trip will actually take like three days normally, but because she's driving. Yeah. 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 Gonna, it's going to take ten days. They're gonna have to seven to ten days is quite a bit of a. That's a long time. It's a long time. Um, 
Luke says that if Governor Asada gets his hands on the crystal, it'll become a force for destruction, not he healing. The mere mention of an imperial governor makes Hollis start the speeder up and tell Luke and Leia they need to get off and that the expedition is canceled. <laughs> now, she just helped these people break out of a maximum security <laughs> imperial prison. And the second they're like, oh, yeah, we might have an imperial governor showing up, too. She's like, nope. We're done. It's not to happening. To be fair, she wasn't actually planning to break them out. She just happened to be taking a stroll past their giant windows. And yeah. Was like, yeah. And oh, she's like, oh, I should probably break them out. Here. Yeah. It's oh, you guys. I know them. <laughs> yeah. Um, she wants no part in anything involving <laughs> so fucking funny. an imperial governor. <laughs> nah, I'm Luke, out. Get out. Yeah. That's, that, that's one step too far for me. <laughs> like, Luke what is, is she? What? Yeah, like what she did just she just breaking out of an imperial fucking prison. Yeah. What did she expect? This is too far. Luke is able to talk her back into going after the crystal because of how bad it would be if the Empire got to it first. One thing Hala is still worried about is what kind of native races they're going to encounter on their way there, because mm -hmm. apparently large portions of this planet have been unexplored, and there are lots of species that haven't had contact with humans before, so they have no idea what they're going to run into while they're out there oh before i wasn't set... worried about that before but now she is yeah yeah suddenly this is brand new information she's giving us this has the ominous tone of some playful racism that's gonna happen <laughs> yeah that's mm -hmm. what i'm thinking too like mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm ready for it oh boy. i do think hala is a really fun character because she's so fucking unpredictable <laughs> Like, she just makes no sense as a character, and I find that fun. Yeah. In a normal <laughs> like book, I would not, hate it, but in this book... It doesn't matter. Nothing matters in this book. That's, like, not her intention. Yeah, like, she's not She's not trying to be, like, a sneaky, like, duplicitous character, as far as no. I can tell. She's just a bit, yeah. like, all over the place, which I can relate to. But yeah, in yeah. any other book, I would hate this, but in this book, I'm like, whatever the fuck. <laughs> Give me something interesting. Uh, and she's interesting. Yeah, why not? Why not? She probably will betray them or something, you know. Before they set off again, she tells Luke to look under the seat where he <laughs> finds two <laughs> blaster rifles and four pistols. And keys <laughs> to a new car. It's just so normal. Like, it's yeah. way too yeah. worldly. Hey, hey, check under the seat. Yeah. Check under the seat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he gives the rifles to the Yazm. And the other guns are for him, Leia, and Hala. And then they are off. And we will see what happens next week. But there are four pistols. What? Who's going to get oh, the fourth he... pistol? Luke was doing a weird thing with the other one where he like attached it to his lightsaber to charge it or something. And I just didn't include that in the show notes because I didn't understand what was happening. <laughs> I'm sorry, you did what? Is yeah. the gun charge? You don't include that. That's really funny. I, don't... I just... I was like, we're not, we're not gonna broach that subject. I, wow. Really Think about how stupid Star Wars is canonically, and then be like, we could have had this. <laughs> it could have been so much stupider. Hashtag bring back legends. Mm-mm. Mm -mm. I don't want to bring back legends. This, was, this um, is what they wanted. They wanted lightsabers that had to charge. Oh god, I had a thing to say about legends, actually. Oh, the whole like vapid vacuum thing. Um really like really glad that they later decided to be like actually there's a force nub in people's brains <laughs> i'd forgotten about that we call that, <laughs> no, I that's a nub. Force nub. 
the nub. Luke stroked Wedge's nub. It's very important. Uh, uh. <laughs> Maybe that's what the yuzum kiss was. Ooh, well, it was speaking. a nub commingling. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I think I just killed Meg with that one. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> Mood of the day. Ah! <laughs> well, uh, speaking of very important information, last week our listener question was what unknown and useless power does the Kyber crystal have? And we actually all answered this last week. We um, did. We did. We're very proud of ourselves. So we'll just jump straight into the glisteners. Uh, Danny, the glistener, um, said that the Kyber bestows the powers of Spooperman, <laughs> Space Superman. <laughs> but Why also... do you all keep doing this to me? <laughs> because we love you. Funny. Uh, <laughs> and also Spooperman is a very fun thing to say. Spooperman, Spooperman is, really is funny. very good. Spooperman is very good. Um, but you also get irritable bowel syndrome. So well, I mean that makes sense. It's Spooperman. It's Spooperman. <laughs> Wouldn't it yep, be sp- says, spiritual bowel syndrome? Space bowel syndrome. S- spiritual bowel syndrome. Spiritual spiritual spowel syndrome. Spowels can communicate with the spirits. It's really truly annoying, actually. The spirits are pissed. <laughs> the spirits are like, why are you eating so much spicy food? You know you can't no. handle spicy food. Put that fucking onion away. Put it away. <laughs> Yubsy said it plays music, but only never gonna give you up. <laughs> That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Imagine. Okay. I know it's not a kyber crystal, it's a kyber crystal, but if you put it in your lightsaber and every time you turn your lightsaber <laughs> on, <laughs> that plays. That's actually a really rad um like mod for a lightsaber mod is like like that's something that i feel like um from from star waiver um yeah the singer should have you know just play your hit single whenever you turn your lightsaber on (laughs) yeah whenever you have to have a battle you're also advertising your band yeah yeah i'm just imagining an incredibly uh tense lightsaber fight like the one in the force awakens except never gonna give you up is playing in the background yeah, when, but it's like when an Ray catches the lightsaber word. in her hand and smokes through. I feel like for a long time amazing. there was the um one of there was the the royal guard scene. What am I trying to say? Snoke's throne room scene mm. in Last Jedi, where people were putting different music to the background of it, and it's kind of like mm. that. Where like, can you can you time up the best the best music to uh, the specific lightsaber battle? That's the challenger. That's the challenge, listeners. Um, but maybe the DJ droid from the cantina is uh, actually a Jedi. Ooh, I like that. Or maybe all of um, Figrin's friends have lightsabers hidden inside their oboes. Oh my god. <laughs> Spobos. <laughs> Splarinets. Splarinets. <laughs> we, we did this. We did this for Andor. We've already done these jokes. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. so funny. It's so funny. I hate uh, my life. Jay, Jay said the Kyber crystal is actually just a ring pop. Luke had a weird spiritual reaction to it because he never had candy on Tatooine. 
That's fucking sad. I mean, we've already seen from Chalice what happens to a person, like, when they're craving candy and can't get it. Gotta have candy. Because apparently that's her villain arc now. (laughs) Yeah, not having candy. (laughs) I die. Part of it. That would be my villain arc, frankly, yeah. I can understand Luke having a spiritual connection with the candy for the first time. Yeah. Brooke said, the kyber crystal can make you talk about your dead dad a lot. (laughs) (laughs) The Karelian Jedi were known to make medallions out of kyber crystals. (laughs) Okay, but now I'm imagining it's not just a Kornhorn talking about his dead dad thing. It's It's a a Karelian Karelian Jedi only talk about their dead dad. Oh my god, Karelian Jedi like holiday gatherings. uh, You know how, okay, on Earth when you have a small talk with someone, you talk about the weather, you talk about the traffic, you talk about sports. On Karelia, you talk about your dead dad, you talk about the odds. It's just, it's like the go-to small talk topics. I'm so glad I'm not Corellian. The odds of your distaste for them. Wedge fucking dipped. He's like, absolutely not. I'm not staying here anymore. Wow. Uh, Ben Warman said, carrying the kyber crystal with you will also always attract a certain type of small bug to you, no matter where you are. They don't bite or sting, but they do buzz. And there will always be a cloud of them around you as long as you have it. Why would you carry this crystal? (laughs) I would like put it in the bag of someone I did not like. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. Especially if it also rickrolls them every time they see it. (laughs) Bugs and rickrolling. The buzzing buzzing is buzzing is to the tune of it. <laughs> it's just you a just bunch make of into very like... small Rick Astleys with wings. Yep. Make it into a really beautiful looking necklace, so that they, so that they feel compelled to keep it with them because you've made them a beautiful necklace. The Karelian Jedi to... are <laughs> melding. Oh, melding. No, no wonder they're so insufferable. Yeah. They've got little bugs flying around their heads all the time. Yeah, they didn't actually describe that in uh, the X-wing books, but it is true. It's it's just just like a, that's how you know when someone is Corellian. Solar bugs! <laughs> I just assumed it was because Han never showers. Oh no! <laughs> he showered once and it was because Chewie made him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we saw it fucking solo. Yeah. That's Best scene time. in solo. Um, <laughs> Swara said the Kyber crystal, when held, gives the user jellical vision. <laughs> Which makes all humanoids appear as jellical cats from the 2019 masterpiece film, Cats. So you've been doing this for four years. I still haven't even seen Cats, and I'm really proud I, of that fact. I haven't either. No. I have, unfortunately. I don't no, want to I'm talk so about sorry. it. That's fair. I'm so sorry. James said, if you stick a kyber crystal into a holocron, it makes the old internet dial up tone. <laughs> Oh my god, I love that every time the lightsaber ignites. Like <laughs> it's like very slowly. Wait. It's kind of like buzzing. It, it slowly like extends. It doesn't reach its full extent until the full dial-up tone has finished. I love that. I it's love a, that. A, a dual scene with both Jedi are waiting. This is like, this is like, hey, Lucasfilm, these are a lot of great ideas for like your Tales of the Jedi, like pre, pre, mm-hmm. pre stuff. Mm-hmm. That could be good. Mm, yeah. Dialogue lightsabers. There's a, there's a lot of comedy potential in the sounds that a lightsaber makes when it turns on. Oh, so much. And it is 
not used at all and that's not very disappointing at all yeah. amazing oh my gosh <laughs> uh bodies buddies brooke brooke gets mine for sure <laughs> oh no so very good funny. <laughs> i'll give a bodie to ben warman for the um small bugs yeah oh, that's what i was gonna do um mine goes to james because man i need to see dial-up lightsabers <laughs> Fucking uh, dial just connecting to the internet what internet the force yeah the force the force the force is kind of like the internet web. i mean if you think about it yeah it's AOL. Like it surrounds it, it us connects, it penetrates it us it binds everyone. us together okay but then imagine people remain in it like jedi recruiting materials and it's all those aol discs for like a free 30-day trial <laughs> A free 30-day trial of the force. Just yeah. being like, oh. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm I'm gonna take I'm gonna find an image of one of those AOL discs yes. and redesign it. Yes. As a please. free 30-day trial of the force. <laughs> <laughs> you probably have more I'd jetty. I'm just saying. Okay. So this hang week. On. Hang on. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> I'm so sorry to Sara, but I'm gonna split my body into three. <laughs> so I can give it to Danny, Yubsy, and Jay. Because <laughs> these are really funny as well, and I don't want them to go without. So they can only have a third. They can choose if it's like vertical or horizontal. It's up to them. Yeah, one, well, you got a Bodhi's head, oh. leg, torso. <laughs> we really need to move past the participation trophy era of the yeah, Bodhi. We've, we've we devalued, we've devalued we have, the Bodhi. But those ones all are <laughs> I, really funny. Although I, I am in favor of everyone but Swara getting a glistening Bodhi in this <laughs> yeah, case. Like maybe that will help us move on from the cats thing. That's how we can start it, yeah. <laughs> be, this, be the change you want to see in the world. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to do. Okay. This this week's question: What other information did the Yuzum relay to Luke when they kissed him? I do need to think I'm, about this. Yeah, I need to think about this one. It's just very cute. They, I have they, my answer already. I have mine too. Please share. Please share. It is it is a very complicated recipe for a very very complicated but very beautiful cake that they make oh. in their culture. Oh. See, see, I was just going to say the kiss. Great the, only, the, the only information it conveys is I'm gay. Like, that's the. <laughs> <laughs> Yours is much cuter, so I will give it more thought. <laughs> Do you think they just saw Luke and was like, gay? And like, gay. knew it was okay to smooch him? <laughs> that's a little gay man there. Mm-hmm. That's a little gay man. Yeah. <laughs> um, The Yasm told Luke who the Zodiac Killer is. <laughs> God damn it, that's good. <laughs> All right, that and also, who out. killed JFK? <laughs> the Yazum's just like, smooch, it was only one shooter. <laughs> just like... And the moon landing was fake. I mean, they're basically Bigfoot, so you think they would know all of the conspiracies, right? The Yazum tells Luke where MH370 is. <laughs> <laughs> I recently went to, this is completely unrelated, I recently went to NASA, because that's in my hometown, and I had a friend who was visiting, Um, and we went to NASA, and in the moon room display, I said, man, this looks like just the Stanley Kubrick set that um they made like that this is this is all here because that's what big moon wants you to think and my friend <laughs> proceeded to keel over at a homeschool mom in front of me with two children 
turned around and gave me the dirtiest look I have ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> it's like, wait, no, I do believe in the moon landing. I swear. No, and there's no way to explain in that moment that you're just doing a bit. There's yeah. it. It's big moon. It. It's big moon. I mean, the moon is big. You're not wrong. Moon's what big. big moon wants you to think. <laughs> moon's it's, fucking big. It's what moon prison power cat girl wants you to think. <laughs> Uh, speaking of what the moon wants um, you can answer this week's listener question on twitter at roguepodron our email is roguepodron at gmail.com our website is roguepodron.com our patreon which I'm going to remember this week is patreon.com slash roguepodron and do what big moon wants sign up to that give us some money please thank you you gotta listen to the moon however if you don't want to do that which because you have no money which is fair you can also leave us a review on itunes or your favorite podcatcher no most of them don't do reviews so just do itunes because we check that one um <laughs> but honestly do what makes you happy spark joy we all need that this year I year of our lord 2020 every week Three. even though we haven't had a review since 2021 i check every week in the hope that perhaps this will be the week this is the one when a new review shows up. So you can be that person. You can break our two-year dry streak right now. Wow. Imagine the honor of that, frankly. Imagine how, how excited we will be to read your review on, mm -hmm. on the episode. Mm -hmm. So excited. <laughs> I, think, I think Apple was wrong to rebrand everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you frankly, know, yes. Like, they had such a good thing going with, like, iTunes and, like, iPod and, like, iPhones and stuff. And then It was all like, in one place. It was Yeah, so and then they're like, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, and now it's annoying and confusing. Yeah. Also, now they I have a separate app I don't for think, classical music. I don't think we say what? this enough, but if you've already submitted a review, like, I'm not sure I would consider that a valid excuse anymore, because I know you have a second email address for something. Who among us? I yeah. have four email addresses. Right? Right. I have like yeah. five or six. Yeah. Guaranteed. So just putting that out there. Just because you've done one yeah. review, you're not off the hook. Especially yeah, we, if you we wrote that judge. review years ago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You yeah, could have new judge. opinions on us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like our audio quality's gotten a lot better. <laughs> and then worse and then better and then worse and then better. And we've just kind of sort of settled for middling. Yeah, you know, that's us. Is we our our goal in life is to make people listen to us and go, I could make a podcast better than that. Uh, and then they do And for them don't. to be wrong. And then they do, and then eventually they just end up on our podcast anyways. <laughs> Got them. Sample Next size time. one. Yeah. <laughs> Next time. Splinter of the Mind's Eye, chapters eight and nine. Jesus, just two chapters. That's fucking wild. They're too book. long. They're too big. The chapters are too big. And with just that, like a Yasm's titties. Not too. <laughs> Those big. are the perfect size. No. <laughs> Those are the right size. Could be, could be bigger. Could be bigger. Listen, I got small hands, but I don't care. <laughs> well, <laughs> until next time. This is Rogue Padrin signing off. Bash out. <laughs> so on <laughs>
here's a story uh, <laughs> on reddit recently i have been using reddit more because i'm like well where else am i gonna go to talk to people about things that aren't star wars um and yet i still end up talking about star wars no uh, but there's one particular community that i've been signed to hang out in because it's a very nice one um and i started replying more and everything and i've been agreeing with someone a lot recently and i realized that same person and it's familiar username and the name username fucking has corin in it i'm signed to befriend a person named corin on the internet I'm really mad about it. We all make our choices. You can't get away. I know. I'm <laughs> trying so hard to get away. <laughs> I can't. Cornhorn's gonna find you. It might take 18 months, but Cornhorn is gonna find you. He's always gonna find me. <laughs> Slowest <laughs> stalker <laughs> ever. <laughs> Most inefficient stalker ever, Cornhorn. Yeah, he keeps fucking going back to Jedi school. 